Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo, and I'm here with another Fan Bros special delivery and flying high above the Brooklyn night, along with... Your boy, DJ Ben-Amin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ in the spaceship tonight. So if you want to get uh, more AKAs and more info about uh, both Chico Leo and DJ Ben-Amin, you can check out the Marvel Universe-esque files that they're releasing for the big secret convergence of infinite podcasts that's coming out uh, this week on uh on fan bros and across many other wonderful uh podcasts but uh yeah they ben has your uh has your secret file been released yet no no not just yet it might be out by the time they hear this and i'm glad you mentioned that early chico because i wanted to talk about this at the end of the episode but f it you know yeah um the secret convergence on infinite podcasts will drop this thursday october 29th it's going to be crazy. I don't really need to say much more. If you need more information, it'll be on fanbros.com and a bunch of other sites all over the web. But it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a really special episode of Fanbros Show. So tune in for that October 29th. And look for me and Chico's and the rest of the members that are seeking convergence on Infinite Podcast profiles all over the net this week and next and releasing. It's crazy. Ooh. Now, did you mention uh, under, uh, you know, affiliations or anything? Did you mention that you're an Eagle Scout? Uh, yo, it's so funny that you bring that up because I did bring up my affiliation in the Boy Scouts of America. And there's some other really interesting information on that. If you dig into that profile, you'll find out some things that most people don't know about Ben. I mean, I'm sure I'll be hearing about this all week. All right, well that's dope. That's dope. Keep keep your eyes and ears peeled. Most definitely. So, speaking of getting peeled, oh, a lot of a oh, lot of people got peeled uh, oh, got got the sausage peeled oh, out of them on uh, the Walking Dead oh, tonight. You know what? Uh, I, I was wondering where you were going to use that as the <laughs> intro line and then you went ahead and did it. Oh. Well, yeah, so they went ahead and did it. Um, oh. There's definitely spo- spoiler alert. I mean, mega, huge. mega spoiler alert. And so wait, wait, I, I say wanna... it one more time, Chico. Stop if you haven't watched this podcast. I mean, if you haven't watched Walking Dead this week, you might want to skip ahead, like you know, five ten minutes. Yeah, so let me let me start by saying something that I, I or repeating something I read on Twitter about five or six weeks ago. I'm just you know looking at my timeline and. Someone who I followed, who had a bunch of other followers and was definitely in the geek culture world. This woman just writes, oh, so I read Negan's going to be in this season. See ya, Glenn. And I was like, yo, I mean, you know, I'm halfway through Fear the Walking Dead, which, you know, at best was the opening act for The Walking Dead. And for her to just casually troll all her followers. So... Yeah, I definitely had to uh, had you? to unfollow her, and I had some I had some unkind, some harsh language for her. Wow! Um, on the way out, I left some harsh language, 
But um, yeah, I did that thing where you curse someone out and then you unfollow them, but <laughs> block did, them. Did, did you actually at them before you did this? Oh yeah, hell oh, yeah, exceptionally done, Chico. Yeah, yeah so very well done. So I knew that that was coming. The one thing I will say is um, they haven't introduced Negan yet. My understanding from the comics, not having read them, is that he's the leader of the wolves. I don't know if that's true or not, but Negan did not kill Glenn. Glenn sort of indirectly killed Glenn. Um, mm. Well, because this, so this season they've definitely basically the show itself is definitely in in Rick and Carol's philosophy's corner. Like if you help someone who's weak, then you're then you end up dying, and if you criticize Rick, then you end up dying. <laughs> you know, like that that seems to be the over overlying. Uh, you know, general theme. Although I, I must say, I think all three episodes have been exceptional. Like yes. Just really off the charts how dope everything is. Can we go back to that? Before we get into the real meat of the episode, like right. you said, if you criticize Rick, and I just love how my man at the beginning gives this great speech about how Rick is responsible for everything and then is immediately eaten up by a walker before I even had a chance to even care what his name was. Right. It's like he's done off. And I, I thought that would even been better if, like, a walker had just snatched him up mid-speech, like Samuel Jackson in uh, Deep Blue. When right, he gets Deep a- Blue Sea, yes. Yeah, when he gets ate by the shark before he could finish his speech. If that dude had gone out like that, that would have done it. But other than that, that was just so great because it's like he sits there and talks all this talk, and you know he's going to get ate, and then he gets ate. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he got eight, and pretty much all along so far this season, anyone who's had uh, harsh words for Rick has definitely, you know, been 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 chomped by a zombie. Um, this dude Nicholas, that uh, you know, he tried to kill Glenn, and then Glenn not only showed him mercy, but then like adopted him and took him under his wing. And the dude snapped in this episode and shot himself, committed suicide, but in doing so, literally, physically dragged Glenn down into a pile of zombies. And, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the soundtrack silent and just the, you know, heavy duty classical music on the soundtrack and Glenn writhing in slow motion while the zombies ate his intestines and ripped his guts out. That was, uh... That was his repayment for, uh, you know, for for not killing Nicholas when he should have. Yeah, and not only was Nicholas responsible for, you know, attempting to kill Glenn, you got to remember he also was responsible for killing off everybody ate Chris, you know. Right, absolutely. So Nicholas has been a bum dude from early on, and... It was so funny because I was when he was having his bug out moment. All I could think about was uh, Frodo when Frodo is in the swampland and he's like right. looking down and starts getting dizzy and falls out. And it was that same kind of thing where he's seen the sea of zombies and it's just like, Ugh. and then yeah, um, like yeah. I'm a comic reader, so I knew Glenn was destined, you know, for a bad one, but. This was unexpected, to say the least. Right. So this was not the way that he went out in the in the comics. So at least there was that um, that, you know, there because it looked like at one point that Michonne was going to get it. And we should probably shout out to this Juneteenth episode of uh, The Walking Dead where 
all of the black folks survived <laughs> and no one else did, <laughs> at least in their crew. Um, you know, I mean, they had they had a, a, a black man with who couldn't walk and he survived. Yo, you, yeah. Amazing. So that normally in the world of The Walking Dead is pretty much, uh, you know, you're you're a goner. But they they definitely uh, took out pretty much everyone else. But Michonne seems to have gotten at least Heath and the, the other dude whose name I don't know. And Heath is the dude with the dreadlocks. Who was in uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, definitely, and it was so surprising to me because I've been uh, my Twitter account DJ Ben Amin now has a poll option, so I put out a poll earlier, thinking like, okay, who's going to survive this episode? And I was like, you know, Glenn is going to die as one option. You know, sorry, Glenn. And the other option was like a bunch of people we don't care about. And they went the opposite route. Like, while they did kill the few people that we didn't care about, they managed to murder Glenn. And it was so shocking. And and it's like you still have this slight hope that somehow Glenn survived. You know, maybe that was the intestines of Nicholas getting ate. But after having seen the scene on Rewind and watching again, it's just highly unlikely and... Ooh. There's just no way. I mean, they can sense and they're starving for blood and flesh and brains and guts that there's just no way you could be in a crowd of zombies crawling around and they wouldn't know that you're alive. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe, yeah, you're right that they're going to pull, I guess, because we've seen people covered in blood or in zombie blood and, and they get away you know, um, you know, we've seen people camouflage themselves. So I don't know. That seems like a pretty, pretty ridiculous reach, like something worthy of Empire uh, for them to have Glenn crawl out of that. But the episode was titled Thank You. Um, I'm not sure if if if. Is that what the dude who ended up getting eaten said to Michonne? Or? No, that's Nicholas's last words before he shoots himself in the oh, face. Okay, it's his last words to Glenn are "Thank you," and it's like, right, you thank know, you for giving me my life, and now I'm gonna, you know, throw it back in your face and kill you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, Jesus. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in this episode, but yeah, Rick, Rick definitely had his Carol moment. Um, you know, Rick is definitely, you know, totally in, in you know, I don't even know what mode at this point. You know, he's totally, I mean, because he's very rational, but he's definitely cold-blooded. Yeah, I mean, but I don't really expect less out of Rick, especially after everything he's been through. And in the situation he was in in this episode, it's like two people attack you. You know, you got to kill them both. That's Oh, yeah, and I'm then saying. three hey. more come up. Hey, you know, you got an AK-47 for a reason. Absolutely. You got to use it, you know. Don't introduce it. Chekhov's gun definitely got fired off really yeah. quick in this episode. There was no time wasted between the introduction of that AK and the use of, of it. I mean, what's amazing is that all, all three of these episodes have all taken place over, you know, a very short amount of time. You know, the first two episodes took place kind of concurrently. And I guess even this one, there was some stuff that was concurrent with the first episode. Yep. So it's kind of like in, in the, the, the episode time has actually been more time than, than, than has passed since they started letting the zombies out of that, you know... 
um, you know, leading them, you know, trying to lead them away from Alexandria. And, and, and they haven't let up at all with, you know, it's been unrelenting. Yeah, no, definitely. Because this episode even concurs with the last episode because you hear the gunshots. Right, and the horn. And the horn. You hear it starting and ending. And then you also have the same wolves that Morgan lets go attacking right. Rick. So right. it's like Morgan, you know, has got a lot to face up to. Like you said, it's like it's really on the side of the Rick and Carol argument right now that you have to kill or you will be killed. There's no, you know, in-betweens on this show right now. And it looks like the next episode might be Morgan's origin story for mm. whatever that's worth. Um and did you uh, did you catch any of the trailers for American Badlands or what? What is that? Is what's the show? Into the Badlands. Into the Badlands. Yeah. That, I mean, I actually think that could be dope. I mean, I got my fingers crossed. That's one I definitely have my fingers crossed because the it action is cool, but yeah, it could really go either way. And we'll see how it works out though, because like I never thought that Walking Dead will become such a good show, right? Because it definitely started off so shaky. Right. And if not for how great the comic was, I would have never, I would have given up a long time ago. But I knew that the comic had it in it. And I'm still just in shock, Chico. I got to say, man, like, I just did not expect Glenn to go out like that. That was ridiculous. Well, that's dope for the readers of the comic who actually, because ultimately that was like a gift to them to have it come out of left field. Like, they obviously had to, you know, felt like they had to kill him. Because he died in the comic, but by doing it in a different way, they definitely, you know, they they definitely, I feel like um, it was more of a gift to people who, you know, were expecting him to die at Nagin's hand with a baseball bat, you know, with barbed wire. Yeah, and no, definitely, because that's the thing about the show and the book. At this point, they're so divergent, but at the same time, very similar. While, like, I know major things that seem to be going in the same direction, but it's the minor things that are different that make it two different experiences. So I never know what the hell is about to happen. Oh, R.I.P. Glenn. Big shout out to is that a uh, Stephen Young who Stephen Young? Yeah, yes, man. Big shout out to him because he made him you know just as likable as Glenn is in the book. So that was really great to see on screen manifested so well. But you know, damn. And Glenn, I believe, was the last member of T Dog's church group to oh. survive. So yeah, so, everyone in the van that T Dog drove away from the church on the first day of the zombie outbreak or whatever is definitely now dead. <laughs> well, it know. all comes back to T Dog. It always does, folks. But another show that uh, that's that based on a comic that started shaky and remains shaky is Gotham <laughs> and they've they've definitely been doing uh, this rise of the villains so far and the first three episodes were really really dope and they all were focused around Jerome the dude from shameless who's you know seems to be the Joker yeah and we say seems to be because Theo Galvan, who uh, played by James Frain, who you uh, you in fact met at Comic Con, stabbed uh, Jerome in the neck and killed him in the third episode. Oh, and yeah, Jerome was looking like a really dope replacement for Fish Mooney, and just as the dopest character on the show. And um, so Jerome, the last time we saw him, he was dead on the morgue table with a big Joker grin on his face. 
And there was a monologue where someone was basically saying that, you know, his influence has already been felt all over Gotham. And they showed, like, Joker clone type people, like, committing, like, anarchic crimes. But then they haven't gotten back to that. And the next episode, which was last week, was, a, uh, I thought, a big dud. This episode was better than last week's, but not as good as the first three. This definitely introduced the Firefly, uh, which is a pretty, you know, low-level Batman. Oh, villain. man, that's, like, super low-level. Yeah. Wow. I don't and, know about him because of who's who. Yeah, exactly. It's like that kind of character. I mean, it, it's a girl now. Um, and they didn't catch her at the end of this episode, and she got help from Selena, the young Catwoman, and she's definitely in the next episode. So I don't know if she'll be the Firefly that you know Bruce Wayne grows up to fight. There was no Bruce and Alfred stuff in this episode, but we do find out that way back, like hundreds of years ago, the Waynes were the most powerful family in Gotham, and they. Um, Found out one of Theo Gallivan's ancestors was having sex with one of their, you know, uh, and, you know, one of their family members, and they cut his arm off, and so the and Theo Gallivan's family, which wasn't their name, they like fled, and changed their name and got down with some really crazy religious order, and so now we know Theo Galvan is back. To kill Bruce Wayne to, like, make his family's legacy whole again or that kind of thing. So there was some dope flashbacks. And it's good to sort of establish, you know, why he's there and that he's not just some, you know, power-crazy villain. But all in all, the, you know, without Jerome in the show, um, it definitely is, is missing something the way it was last season when Fish wasn't in. That said, I mean, uh, the Gordon and, and Bullock stuff is better. The Penguin was dope this week. Um, Theo Galvan has uh, has the Penguin's mother. Like, he kidnapped her so he could get the Penguin to do his bidding. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's uneven the way it was uneven. But there's enough good stuff in there to satisfy, you know, fans. Um, show that is totally not uneven. And Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, because oh, yeah. I, I do have a quick question for you. Oh, so. yeah. So they still, with Theo Galvan, they had a good chance to introduce the Court of Owls storyline, but it sounds like they're going away from that. Well, so far, nothing with that, yeah. That's such a waste, because it's like the, the idea of the Court of Owls is that there's another family other than the Waynes, who, you know, existed in Gotham for all this time and have had influence and all that, too, and were a real secretive family and exist beneath it to the point where Bruce, you know, and most people just believe that a quarter of owls as some myth or a fairy tale that's used to steer children. Well, these guys definitely left and then came back. So I don't know. I mean, they could. Some of that does work with, but they haven't mentioned the Court of Owls. Also, you got to remember. So this was the fifth episode, Rise of the Villains, Scarification, and um, you know Gotham runs like twenty four, twenty two, twenty six, something like that episodes. So they they might not even start talking about it, the Court of Owls, you know, until like episode eight or ten or sure. name it as such. But I don't get the sense that they've been there in Gotham all this time, mm-hmm. um, the Galvans, and they and they had another name. Um, so yeah, I mean there is some that that could get dope, and um, 
I don't know. It just seems like with all the different storylines, they rarely are hitting on full cylinder, like on every storyline. So there's usually some dead time with something that's not really working. And um, I don't know. I I don't know if that's going to change. The show seems to be what it is, what it is. I do like, you know, what they're doing with the characters. I think it's interesting. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, yeah, yeah the, let's not just, you know, write it off completely. Oh, yet. I'm not writing it off. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely watching it. It's just hard. You know, I think, you know, it start, Flash has totally surpassed it. And Arrow at its best has definitely, you know, definitely was better than Gotham at its best. True. And that's not even bringing Daredevil into it. So. All right. Well, speaking um, of Flash, yeah, which has definitely, you know, continued its stellar run in its yeah. second season. This is now the fourth episode, right? Third or fourth. I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. So what'd you Well, f- the first one premiered the week of Comic-Con. So how long has that been? This, was that... Uh, yeah, this will be the fourth then, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, but it's definitely been, you know, another great week. Um, how'd you feel about this episode, though? I thought it was fantastic. I always liked Captain Cold. This... This episode was titled Family of Rogues, and I think Wentworth Miller is really dope, uh, who plays Captain Cold, and they actually had Michael Ironside as his father, who, uh, you know, many viewers of the original V will remember, Yep. as well as, you know, a million other ridiculous movie roles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But... um, He's a ruthless diamond safe cracker, and he put a bomb in Golden Glider's uh, neck. Golden Glider is Captain Cold's sister, and it's his own daughter. And he did it just to get Captain Cold, to uh, who hates him because he was an abusive father, to uh, use his cold gun to help him. You know, on one last heist. Yep. Um, it was definitely some you know great stuff with Cisco and Golden Glider. They've had a little flirty thing going on. More dope stuff with um, yeah. They they keep a lot of balls in the air on this show. Like there was more stuff with Jay Garrick trying to get back to Earth Two, and they invent the speed cannon. And there's stuff uh, setting up with Firestorm with Professor Stein setting up you know whatever's going to be happening in that show that Firestorm and the Atom and all that'll be on. Was that League of Legends something? of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow. That's such an awful name. Yeah, they could do um, with that. But yeah, and and Iris's mom came home, which you know was probably the least interesting part of the story. But we got to give a shout out to uh, Vanessa Williams from uh, what was it, New Jack City? New Jack Melrose City place. Rock Rockabye Baby herself returns yes. as Iris's mom. Yeah, that was. I mean, it wasn't the best part of the show but you know i really love any time that they give more to iris's dad and give him a storyline yes and you know he's just such a fantastic actor that you know i just love the screen time with him but yeah going back to captain cold who is definitely one of my favorite parts of the show and i'm really even though legends of tomorrow is a stupid name i'm really happy that he's going to be getting a lot more screen time because dude is a great actor and is killing it as captain cold like straight up and down and then michael ironside as his dad was dope I love really like the Flash because they've gone so all out with the comic book stuff, but at the same time, they've they maintain a lot of the things about the comic, like Golden Glider having this really weird personality that might be kind of like mentally damaged. Like they've been subtly introducing that, and then Captain Cold having his you know good or evil, and the talk that him and Barry have at the end of this episode when Cold is locked back up, 
and Barry's talking to him. That was such a great scene. So they like embrace the comic book stuff, but then they do it in a way where like a character like Cisco and his vibe powers aren't going to be some corny, you know, Justice League Detroit version, but right. actually something that made sense in this universe. So hats off to them, you know. And yeah, the balls are in the air, as you say, because there's a lot going on on The Flash. And then at the end of the episode, you had the return of um everybody's favorite villain. You know, I don't know what. Yeah, what? Uh, no, not Snart. Snart is. Yeah, no, no. Um, the reverse Flash. Yeah, well, possibly in this other dimension in Earth 2. And it's that doubt. I was a little confused about that. I'm not sure I'll get to it in the comments, but I wasn't sure if he was returning to Earth 2 or actually going to Earth 1 in this episode. Oh, I thought he was coming to Earth 2 from, to Earth 1 from Earth 2. That's what I thought. Okay, so he was coming through the portal. And so he's that's now, what I thought. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so he's now in our world. And the big question is, is he Zoom or is he not Zoom? Right. And, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I think that's a mystery. I don't think he's Zoom. I'm, uh, yeah, without revealing too much about the comic and stuff, I think there's other things at play here, Who people who might be Zoom. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although, it, I mean, right now I feel like we're supposed to think that he's Professor Zoom. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, another another. I just say it was Family of Rogues, another great episode of Flash. Um, it's definitely been a lot of, a lot going on 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 TV. I know you're gonna talk about uh, Empire this week's Empire. I just want to shout out. Um, we've had a couple episodes of Rebels uh, this week. Um, we we see Rex and some of the clones who survived from the Clone Wars, and we had actually the the first appearance, the Empire's first use of the at ats, the at you know the at walkers. Wow! From Hoth, yeah, it was like the first time they were used in battle. Um, Arrow is definitely more fun this season than it was last season. It's not as good as Flash, but um, it's definitely you know it's in it's in a comfort zone. I haven't been watching American Horror Story, but I know Angela Bassett came back this week, and everyone said she was incredible as always. Sleepy Hollow, I thought, had its best episode this week, and they're about to do a big crossover with Bones. Um, I've been watching Ben. Uh, there's a show on BBC America, Last Kingdom. It's definitely been really good. It's you know just straight up like knights and Vikings and. You know that stuff. If anyone has a uh, a hankering because they're missing Game of Thrones, but um, it, it's way better than the Bastard Executioner. And Fargo has been really dope with uh, with Bokeen Woodbine and Ted Danson and um, Meth Damon himself, Todd from uh, Breaking Bad. And uh, yeah, the Nick. You know, everyone should be. I know someone said they thought it was boring on on, on Twitter. It might be a little slow, but it, it's it, it's definitely anything but boring. Have you gotten a chance to check out the Nick yet? No, I haven't, and I definitely will though because I've like the few episodes that I caught from the first season. I love the cinematography so much. I pretty much say that every time that right. w- whether or not it's slow, you know, if they are keeping that same level of directing up, then I'll definitely be interested, and I'll definitely catch that in the next few weeks. Because I know, you know, we got to be prepared on Fan Bro Show and catching everything. A lot of people have been telling us 
that we are slacking because we're not watching uh, the returned the what is it again? The left the, the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, the leftovers. Oh no no no! I I actually I mean I've I've watched the first two. I didn't watch tonight's episode because. Because we're recording this, but um, I definitely have been watching it. I thought the the premiere was really dope. I thought the second episode was pretty good. They did the same thing as The Walking Dead. Like the the second episode took place kind of at the exact same time as the first, just with a different set of characters, and then we see them cross over a little bit, you know, when they do meet up. But other than that, it focuses on on two separate families, but. Yeah, the leftovers. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. So yeah. you know, well, shout out to the people in the comments who were telling us we were slacking because Chico Leo is never slacking. No. And, uh, well, I've I've been slacking on Empire, but I know you and Illa take up the slack. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, to my chagrin, sometimes because a lot of people have been saying that this is the weakest season of Empire. Well, I mean, there's only been two. But right. um, I really I didn't think so at first. Like the first few episodes, I thought were the same old Empire, you know, like hot trash on a Sunday. But you know, still entertaining hot trash on a Sunday. But um, now I don't know. This episode, there was you know more the family drama. I think you said it best that there wasn't something in this episode that really just upped the ante like they you know you had in the last few episodes because now Lucius has been cleared of his criminal charges, you know, he's back running Empire, he's, you know, doing his plans, his sons are still, you know, going about their business, you know, either joining him or leaving him, you know, varying by episode. I really have to say, because I'm usually such a hater of Hakeem, and I thought that this episode was probably the best he's done in terms of acting, so I wasn't really as mad at Hakeem as I usually am, and he actually started to make a fan out of me. So we'll see how long that lasts. But Right, all right. Yeah, it's still, I just felt like this episode was, I don't know, lacking that, like, extra special something that makes it, you know, over-the-top empire where you can just be like, oh, wow, you know. other. I mean, there were some moments with, you know, the oldest brother, Jesse, and everything he's going on tour. We had a cameo from Neo for no good reason, which is an empire <laughs> staple at this point. <laughs> So it's like, you know, it's like when people are mad at Empire and dissing it and being down on it, I'm more like, yo, this is what it always is. So, you know, it's really. Eh. I mean, when you when you totally re- not totally, because I know the show is a lot more than that. But when you rely on just, you know, the shock and, and upping the ante, you, you box yourself in. You got nowhere else to go. And so then when you do an, an episode where you're trying to develop character stuff. It can, you know, people are expecting, you know, people to be hitting each other with balloons full of bull semen and, you know, cannibals and all kinds of, you know, not to mention, you know, you need your, you know, your cameos and your cookie one-liners and your, you know, just, you know, everything. It's hard to bring it every episode. Yeah, definitely. And while this wasn't like a weak, weak episode, it just left me needing more. And since we've been shouting out everything and we don't really get a chance to shout out enough, I really have to say shout out to Blackish because it airs on the same time as Empire. So it, you know, really gets left behind to most people's DVRs. But this season has been strong as the first season. And I really like, you know, the show. So check out Blackish whenever you can. And, you know, we'll be back to talk about Empire again, of course, because I'm sure after this episode, they're going to turn it up by next week. 
Yeah, you know what I haven't seen this season that I actually watched all first season and I really liked, but uh, was Black Jesus. Have you watched that at all this second season? No, not at all. And we interviewed a Black Jesus at Comic-Con. That's right. And you That's can, right. You can actually catch that Brap segment uh, dropping this week, Chico, and you got a ton of Braps dropping on our YouTube this, uh, our YouTube page this week. Right. Well, I've I've been lo- I was looking for those, so uh, I I hope uh, yeah, ever everyone will be really psyched because I got to talk to some pretty outrageous people. No, you really did, and yeah, for everyone else, please check out our YouTube page. It's a Fan Bros Show on YouTube. Go over there and subscribe because we have been dropping videos left and right from Comic Con and from all kind of other things that we're doing right now. So check it out when you get a chance. Go over there, you know, hit that subscribe button. Do it for your kids. Do it for Black Jesus. 